Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 168 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEIN Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Farron. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And as you may have noticed, my usual co-host Carly is absent this week. She is off on an exciting adventure in Hawaii. But we have contributor to Attractions Magazine, Theron White, with us. Theron, how have you been? It's been a little while since you've uh, helped us out on the podcast. What have you been up to recently? Well, I've actually been on a cruise this week. I went on the Carnival Celebration, and it's only its second week of cruising. They did their Transatlantic, their Eastern Caribbean, and then we went on their first Western Caribbean one. And it was really nice. It was uh, a week in the sun, exploring different parts of the Caribbean, exploring this new ship, having an insane amount of food. I actually brought my scale on the trip. And between <laughs> the first day and the last day, I gained 6.7 pounds. Never, ever look at your weight during a vacation. It's, well, it's I did it for science. One number one. Did it for science. Uh, so, so what was uh, a couple of your favorite things on this ship? The Guy Fieri's burger joint, surprisingly, was one of the best things on the entire ship. They could get you, they would have a line every single day, but I never waited more than three, four minutes. There was like five different burger types you could get. There were seasoned fries and they were just really, really good. Yeah, I I tried that on the uh, Mardi Gras and I I thought that was a a pretty tasty burger. I'm I'm not the world's biggest Guy Fieri fan. Yeah, well, the, they also had a um, lunch and dinner area outside of the normal, you know, sit-down place you could go that was called Chibang, and it was half Mexican food, half Chinese food, and it was spectacular. They served us in a really, really short amount of time, um, and it was nice because you might have someone that really wants just some Asian-style food, and you want Mexican food, and it didn't matter because you could get it all together. So you could it's order like a thing of peanut butter and your chocolate. Exactly. We got a thing of queso and you could dip anything. You want some spring rolls and queso? There you go. You want some oh, tacos and queso? It doesn't oh, matter. Spring rolls and queso. This is why wow, I gained okay. 6.7 pounds. Yeah, it, yes, was, it was delicious. <laughs> well, that sounds like a great trip. Uh, I myself am going off this week on the Royal Caribbean, uh, the Wonder of the Seas, which uh, mm. was the biggest ship in the world i think they've now uh exceeded it with their uh their newest biggest ship but uh this is coming out of orlando out of port canaveral for the first time and i'm going to be doing a quick little two-day cruise it actually looks like i'm going to be on a a two-day cruise and just as i get off carly is going to be coming on the same boat so we're going to pass each other and hopefully compare notes afterwards on next week's uh next week's podcast so a lot of cruising for everybody at attraction a lot of a lot of cruising you know i have done more cruising since covid uh than i have maybe my whole life before because uh it was it was one way of uh traveling uh you know during the pandemic that that we felt safe about um though i guess uh carnival no longer has any sort of uh restrictions and uh i know no, most of the no specific restrictions yeah most of the uh the cruise lines have all dropped their their vaccination and testing restrictions at this point so well uh i think it is time now for us to hop in without any further ado to the news in the queue All right, for our first couple pieces of news in the queue, we are going to be staying on the high seas with the Disney Cruise Line, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary in 2023 uh, with new entertainment, merchandise, and uh, a new level of their loyalty club. Yeah, you just got to go on 25 Disney cruises to join That's this all. club. That's just, all. Just 25. Just 25. <laughs> just looking at, well, what, $100,000 in cruises probably. And you, can, you too can be part of this exclusive club. So uh, this is Disney's silver anniversary in, at sea. Uh, and to kick off the celebration, 
Captain Minnie Mouse and Captain Mickey Mouse are getting brand new costumes with shimmering multi-toned fabric and swirling designs reminiscent of the ocean waves. Uh, they're going to be wearing this attire uh, exclusively aboard Silver Anniversary at Sea Sailings uh, in 2023. And I'm sure there will be uh, dolls and merchandise and other things to go oh, along yeah. with this new look. Um, in addition, they're going to have a new signature song that's going to serve as the soundtrack for the celebration. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to hear this in many, many ways. Uh, deck parties, maybe even they'll reprogram the ship's horn. Uh, you, will, you will definitely hear this song over and over again throughout the 25th. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, merchandise. Um and uh, new food, new uh, <clears throat> new things to spend money on uh, while you've already <laughs> spent a lot of money on your cruise. Um, and if uh, you are serious about your Disney Cruise Line, uh, you already know about the Castaway Club. Uh, well, if you thought you had earned your way to the top tier of the Castaway Club, nay, nay. Now <laughs> there is a pearl status that you have to cruise 25 times to unlock uh, uh, in order to get uh, unspecified new at home and onboard benefits. Uh, Theron, what do you think an appropriate benefit should be for someone who has spent the money on 25 Disney cruises? I mean, that's uh, only one, one cruise a year for 25 years. I think that's perfectly reasonable. It makes me think that they will be doing the same thing for the 50th anniversary. You better have gone on 50 cruise. You can become the new gold class or whatever it's going to be. Yes. Um, I can see certain things like easier access to reservations on certain things, or maybe on the Island, you can have a guaranteed seating area. Uh, if you're in your ship, I'm sure little presents and little surprises. When we were just on the celebration, um, the carnival celebration, every single night we'd come back to our room and we just had little desserts waiting for us in our room. And of course you got like the towel animals. Well, I think they could take it a step up like that. You know, you go to maybe your first bar and you get your first drink. They might have like a Pearl class exclusive cocktail that you can Ooh, have yeah. on your open sailing, you know, something like that. If you can have a shimmery cocktail um, and then something special for the kids to, to do. And it's just, it's free. I mean, you've already spent a, probably a hundred thousand dollars on cruises at that point. Yeah, you should get easily, a free cocktail and easily. Drink. Yeah. Uh, you know, I recently uh, I've taken a couple of MSC cruises and they have a, a yacht club level where you get a butler who basically oh. walks you around <laughs> the ship 24 seven. They will walk you to dinner. They'll, you know, get towels for you at the pool. They'll do anything you want. Uh, and I think that Disney for this uh, Pearl level should have character butlers like, you know, mm. you just have Chippendale. 24 7 one of them has to sleep outside your door and you just three in the morning you want something they've got to go get their chip and they'll bust the door in and yeah exactly <laughs> well I, yeah, uh, that's, it's if, a serious if, class level i yeah. i mean you know someone's gonna like it's gonna happen i mean there's probably people that will instantly the second that this officially starts they've got the they've, they've already joined it you know yeah i mean i i and i i would love uh, one of those people to make friends with me and, and invite me along uh i i love the disney cruise line and uh, when we first started cruising we did uh, a bunch of them but the pricing for the disney cruise line just accelerated out, out of our budget range uh, and we haven't yeah. done one in a while love to again um but when you can compare the cost you know, the cost of a two or three day Disney cruise is the same as a, a, a five or six day cruise on on its competitors. So it's yeah, it's tough. But uh, if uh, you can, you've got it in your budget and you want to participate in this silver anniversary at sea, it's occurring across all five Disney cruise line ships between May and September of 2023. Uh, that includes the magic going out of Miami, uh, the wonder in Alaska. Uh, the Disney Dream doing transatlantic and European voyages, the fantasy coming out of Port Canaveral, and the newest ship, the Wish, uh, which is also going to be doing sailings out of Port Canaveral, uh, DisneyCruiseLine.com uh, for all that booking information. And while we're on the subject of the Disney Cruise Line, let's talk a little bit about the new Marvel characters coming to Marvel Day at Sea. In 2023, yes. uh, the lineup keep ex keeps expanding. Um, in fact, uh, you've got, uh, it seems like, an even more expansive roster of heroes on the ships than we see regularly in the theme parks. 
Um, and of course, uh, it's being led this time by the stars of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, Okoye, General of the Dora Milaje, uh, will de ex debut exclusively during Marvel Day at Sea Sailings. Which I think is funny how they keep saying exclusive because have we not seen every yeah. character listed up? Aren't those pictures for the promos literally from the Avengers Shh. campus? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, we, we'd see, you know, we see some of these characters appear in Avengers campus, uh, usually tied to the release of a film and they're often very brief. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. you know, if it's a Disney plus thing, you might see the character for the week of one episode and then they're gone the next week or the week after, uh, even some characters that they've had big reveals for like the big Hulk character. Um, yeah just are very short term uh, at Avengers campus. And obviously during due to rights issues, we're not going to see them at all at Walt Disney world. Um, uh, so if you missed out on those, those brief opportunities out in Anaheim uh, book yourself on Disney day. See, uh, in addition to the uh, um, getting to meet uh, the, the general, you're also going to get to participate in the warriors of Wakanda show, Sounds very similar to the show that is done at Avengers Campus in Anaheim, but you're mm -hmm. going to be able to do that on the boat. Uh, it's going to be a family-friendly uh, recruitment experience. Um, and uh, these are happening during five-night sailings on the Disney Dream. Uh, there's nine sailings. They're all out of Miami, uh, and they start in January of 2023. Have you gotten a chance to do any of the, the Marvel Day at Sea or other uh, specialty cruises on the Disney cruise? I've actually never been on a Disney cruise, so I know. Well, we got to talk to Matt and uh, rectify yeah. that, I think, for science. Yes, we do. For, for science. science, yes. Science. I would love to see some of these characters out there. See, I mean, it really seems like they were kind of picking probably some of the favorites or ones that they could feasibly do on the mm -hmm. ship. Um, based out of Avengers Campus, I'm kind of wondering too, just from like a Disney Entertainment background, I wonder if it's the exact characters, like the exact performers that they were just like, hey, look, for three months, we're going to ship you to Florida. You're going to go on the <laughs> ship. You're going to get paid a lot of money and you're going to enjoy the island. But for that, you're, you're going to be our little, you know, it might be, if you met him in California, you might have an exact same experience on the ship and it would make sense because if they love them over there, they've already had the practice. It would be great at sea too. Um, I think everything you said there is plausible, except that we'll give you a lot of money. Uh, oh, yeah, let me rephrase <laughs> that. We'll give you, we'll give you a modest more money, money than other people on the ship. We will give you more than some of the other workers on the Let me rephrase. Yes, yes. Not a lot of money. <laughs> well, if you are interested in uh, sailing away with the heroes, DisneyCruise.Disney.Go.com. And then look for Marvel Day at Sea under the onboard activities. All right, next up, I'm very excited to finally Woo! see this in person, the Magic Happens Parade that was almost lost into the void of history due to COVID is finally returning to Disneyland starting February 28th. I'm sorry, February 24th, 2023, uh, which is almost exactly three years after it originally debuted and then quickly shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you uh, been able to see this one? I never saw it in person, but I watched. Yeah. Uh, I watched, our video watched of the videos. It. Yes, exactly. And it looks so good. I was like, "This is a amazing parade. It looks perfect for Disneyland." And then just boop, there goes COVID, and I was like, "Oh no!" And then when it didn't come back, but the electric light parade did for the you know ninety seventh time. Mm -hmm. When that came back, I was like, "Oh no! Did we lose this parade after like what three, two, three weeks of it debuting?" But I'm I'm very very happy to see it coming back. Um, I think it'd be a great, another great thing for Disneyland. Yeah. So this is uh, Disneyland's daytime parade. Um, it's, uh, you know, Disneyland's ha had some great daytime parades over the last decade or so. I, I, I still really love the Mickey's Soundsational uh, with the drummers mm -hmm. and the step in time. Yeah. Uh, but this one really looked uh, great for the very brief time. Uh, Mickey Mouse, of course, at the center of it all. Um, but this, uh, first of all, it had a really interesting art style, uh, with all this, uh, iridescent fabric and paint. 
uh, and some really colorful new costume concepts for uh, Mickey and Minnie and, and all the gang. Um, but it was also the first time that they had uh, full-sized floats uh, devoted to Moana and Coco uh, in a parade. Mm -hmm. uh, since then, we've had uh, those characters referenced in like the uh, electrical parade and some other things. But this was the, the first time. And uh, uh, the Moana float uh, with that big flexible LED screen as the sail on her boat was a really great visual coming down the street. And for the whole parade, every float just looked so good. It mm -hmm. was, there wasn't a float. That you were like, oh, there's the ugly one. Right. Like they all just looked fantastic. And that's yeah. what was so great about the show. Along with the music, I think that they really nailed it. And I was very afraid for it's, for, if it was coming back once COVID happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in, there's, uh, there's a, a frozen two float um, mm -hmm. and a big finale with lots of characters. Uh, and like you said, um, the music, uh, the original songs, a big, big part of the fun. Um, so, yeah, I am really looking forward. There's a lot of stuff happening at Disneyland. We've got kind of back to back to back opening Runaway Railway, um, the return of uh, World of Color, a new version of World of Color, uh, a new uh, nighttime spectacular in Disneyland. Um, we've got this happening. Um, and then in March, uh, all of Toontown is going to reopen. Um, yet we still do not have a single opening date for anything in 2023 at, at uh, Disney World. So, yeah, I'm yeah. going to have to. Uh, I've already got a couple um, uh, theme park magic key days reserved around these uh, openings at uh, Disneyland. So I've got to book myself some flights and, and get out there. That'll be a lot to check out this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely a lot to catch up on. All right. Um, and at a totally different Disneyland on the other side of the world, Hong Kong Disneyland has commemorated International Day of Persons with Disabilities uh, with an inclusive cavalcade held on mm -hmm. December 3rd, uh, demonstrating the resort's commitment to inclusion uh, with a character cavalcade um, joined by over a thousand guests with various disabilities. Uh, this, this is interesting I that I would like to see something like this uh, at a domestic Disney park. I completely agree because I feel that this may be a bit of a hot take here. I feel like Disney sometimes uses inclusion as an advertisement and I feel like they do stuff because they can go, look what we did for people. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes like this, I feel like they do it really right. This wasn't uh, hey, everybody, make sure to buy your tickets for the day we're going to do the inclusion parade. It was just mm -hmm. they did it and they got to let guests join. And I feel like that was something that was really well done. And like like you said, I would think this would be something that could do really well at the parks. If they didn't want to go the full ride of the Magic Kingdom, there was the short cavalcade at Hollywood Studios that was not as long. If you needed it to be a shorter, easier parade to do, that would be a great spot to do it or somewhere. To, I mean, anywhere. Mm -hmm. I feel like it could be really well done. So uh, this event at Hong Kong Disneyland was uh, organized in coordination with uh, local community organizations, um, and it involved a ceremony at the Castle of Magical Dreams, uh, and then they had a cavalcade down Main Street, USA, uh, and some of the folks who participated included wheelchair dancers from the Hong Kong Wheelchair Dance Sport Association, and also wheelchair basketball players from the Hong Kong Federation of Handicapped Youth. Uh, they're also Disney volunteers and Disneyland performers. Um, there was a uh, group with hearing impairments um, uh, using uh, theatrical sign language. Um, and uh, this was all to celebrate the 30th anniversary of International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Uh, they also have donated over 10,000 park tickets to uh, guests with disabilities through Hong Kong Council of Social Services. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see that uh, uh, program, more programs like that here in the States. That sounds like, yeah, a complete win, especially that's one way to really back up that you want to help is giving away 10,000 tickets. Yeah, It's not just, we did a parade, take your pictures. It's also 10,000 people, please come join us. And I'm, you know, I'm sure working with the city and the, the country, you can find a lot of communities that might need it more than others. So, yeah. Um, so, and as uh, 
part of uh, these efforts, Hong Kong Disneyland has been acknowledged as part of the Hong Kong Council of Social Services list of barrier-free companies uh, for improving accessibility. So good for them. Next up, the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom season two is going to be streaming on National Geographic and Disney Plus in beginning in January 1st of 2023. And if you are interested in getting a behind the scenes look of how the veterinarians who work at Walt Disney World take care of the animals, this is definitely a must watch. This is a great thing because you've already been able to go into the parks and be able to see some of this happen, mm -hmm. but there's some people that they want to dedicate their day to just learning this stuff. And yeah. if you can't visit the park every other day to go and see, this is a great way to look behind the scenes. And I think even just helps the park to kind of advertise, Hey, we really are helping these animals and we really are trying to make a difference. It's not just a facade for the theme parks. Cause I, you know, Disney and SeaWorld here in Orlando, they both, really do have focuses on animals. They really do try to do rehabilitation and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you don't always get to see it when you're a park guest. Yeah, the uh, the whole Rafiki's Planet Watch area um, and the Wilderness Express train, it's kind of a hidden gem of Animal Kingdom. Yeah. You know, everyone's rushing to Avatar, or Expedition Everest. A lot of people overlook that or think it's just a petting zoo. Um, mm -hmm. But they, they give you access um, to view uh, a lot of the treatment rooms, even... Get you know I've watched surgery be been done on animals and it's it's fascinating, um, but you know I understand people are in a theme park they're there to ride rides they don't necessarily want to devote a big chunk of their day to that. This is something that you can do at home. The episodes are just about forty minutes each, um, and uh, it not only takes you behind the scenes at Animal Kingdom but also takes you all around Disney property, including uh, the seas at Epcot. Uh, the Tri-Circle D Ranch at Fort Wilderness, um, uh, even the Animal Kingdom Lodge Hotel. Um, and uh, this, the second season um, is going to be available both on National Geographic and Nat Geo Wild, um, as well as uh, being streamable. Uh, you'll be able to stream the whole season um, starting on January 4th on Disney+. Plus. Um, I got to actually uh, watch them film a little bit of the first season. That's how I found out that they were making this show. Uh, when the, the mm. Before the first season had been announced, I was walking through uh, Animal Kingdom one day and saw a film crew and uh, talked to the production assistant. They were like, oh, yeah, we're making the Disney Plus series. <laughs> so, oh, it just uh, totally be, gave it away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oops. Uh, so I'll be excited. Uh, I really, I love this. I, I love animal kingdom. It's, it's kind of the anti theme park in a lot of ways. You know, if, if you're looking to check off as many credits, uh, as you can, it's, it's not like, it's not that kind of park. Um, but, no. but for, you know, having an experience and just kind of immersing yourself in, uh, in a, in a, in an environment that, that we don't get a lot of close contact with in our daily urban lives, um it's great and if you if you can't make it to the park then you can make it there virtually through uh through the show the only thing we don't know for sure is if josh gad is going to be back as the narrator they have not uh mm. announced a narrator for season two that's the surprise for later <laughs> i love and the if fact anyone is oh go ahead no no you first I was just going to say, if anyone really is interested in this show and they really are interested in the park, I have done the Caring for Giants tour at Animal Kingdom. It's mm -hmm. $35, and I think that is worth every penny if you're interested in animals. For $35, you get to see a backstage Disney areas. You get to go and see spots that no one else really gets to see in the park. You get to go and have like a somewhat private year and just your group drive around to the back of Kilimanjaro safaris and you get to learn about the elephants and it's mm. really cool because you get a view that nobody else gets and for $35 that's a pretty cheap tour at Disney World that's cheap for anything that, at Disney World <laughs> that's an amazing opportunity I mm. the only tour I can think of that's cheaper than that is the behind the seeds at Epcot which is yeah is also a really great it's also experience. great um and uh I you know I just love the fact that the first episode of the second season is called Jurassic Jam because if you have <laughs> yeah. if you have ever uh, if you have ever taken the Kilimanjaro safaris and had a twenty minute safari turned into a forty minute safari because mm -hmm. a giraffe decided he was just going to hang out on the ride path, uh, been that there, has happened done me that many times. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, like we said, these uh, premiere in January. Uh, so uh, check with your your cable channel for Nat Geo or sign up for Disney Plus. And speaking of Disney news, uh, Bob Iger, uh, the returning CEO, recently held a town hall for cast members. Uh, and our, as our reporter calls it, uh, it was cautiously optimistic. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we, we talked last week about the bombshell that uh, Bob Chapek was out and Bob Iger, uh, who uh, had retired, is back for two years to hopefully put Disney back on track. Uh, well, he had his uh, first semi-public uh, question-answer session uh, with employees. Uh, it was the kind of thing that was close to the press, but then immediately got reported pretty much everything uh, yeah. that happened in it. Um, he got he got asked some questions that a lot of people have, have been asking, um, and the answers weren't maybe exactly everyone everything that fans want to hear. Um, but you know, there's there's reason to be, like we said, cautiously optimistic. Um, so we'll we'll go through some of the highlights. Uh, the first and most important uh, that everyone's asking about park reservations. Does this mean park reservations are going away? Uh, well, Iger said uh, he has not personally used the park reservation system, uh, but he knows it's not necessarily popular. Um, and he says he is going to sit down with Josh tomorrow to get a better perspective for making a decision. Now, we know uh, from social media that he did tour Disneyland with uh, Josh tomorrow, uh, I believe, just uh, yesterday uh, yeah. or, or over the weekend. Um I would love to know if he had to log on to my Disney experience uh, mm -hmm. with a magic key and uh, or, or or a single day ticket and had to make a reservation himself without anyone's help uh, in order to get in the park. I would love to hear that. I would be I would love to watch that to just see him be like, oh, this is this is kind of difficult. That random family from Denver might not like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you think? Um, yeah. So hopefully he will get a better perspective and we will uh, hear more about the reservation system soon. And number two, um, the plan to move Imagineering and a lot of the uh, corporate people at Disney from California to Lake Nona in Orlando uh, has been delayed until at least 2026, uh, but it is not yet canceled. Uh, he he says he is not reversing the decision, but he is looking into the decision. Uh, and I would I would say that the um, my guess is that the final decision on that will happen sometime around the final decision on what happens to the Reedy Creek district. Uh, right yeah. now. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz in the news that the uh, Republicans in uh, Florida's legislature are going to backtrack on stripping Disney of their quasi-governmental rights in the Orlando area uh, and basically put everything back to the status quo before they went to war with Governor DeSantis over the quote-unquote don't say gay bill. Um, I, I, I'd say that... Uh, Maybe the project might move forward in a smaller way um, that some Imagineers and uh, that will be allowed to stay in California and maybe some people will move to Florida. I don't think that the project will ever be as big as it was originally intended to, but I also don't think they'll scrap it entirely. That's that's my guess. Uh, yeah, I don't think they would scrap it just because if anyone has seen any photos or videos, they have done a serious oh, yeah, amount yeah, of they, work so far. There's a lot, they yes, invested there's a lot of, quite a lot of money. They already laid off a, a huge amount of Imagineers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's. I think it's one thing, like you were saying, it could be that Imagineering kind of stays, but they weren't just moving Imagineering. They were moving oh, a lot no. of districts of the company. Absolutely. And I think it could be one of those things where it might almost be like the Imagineers gave a lot of kickback, but maybe the merchandise team did, and they were like, all right, merch merchandise team, you're going to Florida, where the Imagineers <laughs> were fused and they quit and they did all this stuff and they're like, all right, look, 60% of the company was going to quit. We're only 10% of merchandise was going to quit. Let's move merchandise to Florida. We've got their building. Half Imagineering can go there, but let's kind of keep them in their, their homeland where yeah. they originally started. Yeah. Um, that, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, next up, the hiring freeze that had been announced by uh, former CEO Bob Chapek is still in place. 
Um, Iger says that he feels like the hiring freeze was a quote-unquote wise thing to do, given the challenges, and does not have any plans to change it right now. Um, but for people that don't know, the hiring freeze is not company-wide because Disney World, if you have ever driven by casting, casting, they, they are, are hiring every begging, single day. They yeah. are begging people to come. This, to work this was that. basically a a hiring freeze in the corporate management yeah. level. Uh, this is if if you still want to sweep the streets or or you know sell popcorn at uh, at Walt Disney World, I'm sure that they've got openings because uh, they have staffing shortages in pretty much yes. every department. They will um, give you a bonus if you get hired, actually. They are yes. they would really like you to join. <laughs> yes. Um, as far as Disney buying new companies, um, listen, they only own Lucasfilm Marvel, Pixar, 20th Century Fox. Uh, that's not much. Um, yeah. uh, so Bob Iger does not uh, sound like he is looking to buy anything else right now. He says there's no sense of urgency or even interest right now in acquiring anything more. Uh, and by the same token, he says that the rumors that he wants to sell Disney to Apple uh, is, quote, pure speculation, not rooted in any fact whatsoever. So that's that's good to know. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess, um, you know, he talked a little bit about his priorities. Um, uh creativity profitability um and a bit about the country the company turning 100 years old in 2023 um is kind of amazing to think about i think about the only two companies uh still operating in the, in the united states that are 100 years old are disney and coca-cola right pretty much everything else has been think, yeah. sold or changed or rebranded or something at, at some point um but you know, there's a lot to dig into. Um, I'm sure investors uh, analyzed every word, every syllable uh, that he had to say. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think the attitude from most of the, uh, you know, employees that I've talked to is they feel a lot better with Iger in charge than they did under Chapek. Um, even if nothing actually has changed yet, the, the mood seems to be improved. Um, but, uh, you know, he's only got so much time where he can surf on mood. Um, it's gotta, gotta actually pull the trigger on some of these changes that, that fans and employees have been asking for if he want to keep, wants to keep the goodwill. Um, and I, I think he can, I think just the even quote right here in the article is Bob Iger said, I stand here today with an incredible sense of gratitude and humility and excitement. I know mm -hmm. this has been an incredibly challenging time and an awful lot has been asked of you. Now that I have assumed this role again, I do have a sense of priorities, but I also feel a sense of urgency. There's a lot we have to do and quickly. I yeah. feel like that is the optimistic part right there. It's just even when he was also asked about what he felt about the company, people have said that he was like, I had to come back and save the soul of Disney. Even if, to be honest, if barely anything changes, I feel like people just believe more in Bob Iger than the name that Bob Chapek was given, which was Bob Paycheck. All the time <laughs> of people just, I, I know it was difficult for Bob Chapek to assume control of the company and then immediately a pandemic happened. Yeah. But a lot was just, he just was not liked, I think almost from the beginning. And, and I don't think a lot of his interviews helped any of that in fairness a, a lot of that is optics rather than actual facts you know yeah. many of the things that bob chapek has been blamed for were conceived when Iger was ceo um, mm -hmm. or were kind of like natural consequences of things that he set up you know all the all, all the decisions that you didn't like some way he he had some sort of fingerprint oh, yeah. on them um but he was just a better communicator. You know, he was just, he, uh, even if he was making the same policies, he was much better about communicating them in a warm way that made you feel better about them. Uh, yeah. you know, um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's basically what a CEO does. You know, a CEO yeah, doesn't really invent anything or create anything or, build anything what they do is communicate a vision to the public and the employees that everyone can get behind uh, yeah and bob Iger was just a better business politician yeah he was just absolutely. good at being that politician for the company and he, he, that's why i think he was so loved
Well, um, like like any politician, you get a honeymoon, you get about a hundred days, and then uh, yeah. people want to see what have you actually done. So, uh, good luck to you, Bob. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we hope we hope you aren't replaced by another Bob. <laughs> no more Bobs. Bob, if, Bob can the we third. Just, can we just yes? Can we just at least whoever you 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 find, whoever you recruit to uh, take take the baton in two years, just let it not be another Bob. <laughs> And uh, for our last piece of news in the queue, uh, Gaylord Palms has opened How the Grinch Stole Christmas Ice event uh, with a chilly 90 degree exhibit that uh, our reporter got to tour. And I also got to take a tour of this while it was under construction. Uh, and it is absolutely fan fascinating to see the hard work that goes into crafting tons and tons of blocks of solid ice into the uh, Dr. Seuss characters that we all know and love. Yeah, I was able to go to a construction tour once as well. And there's one thing for working around the clock and building all these things and being a craftsman. And then there's one thing of doing it in nine degrees. Oh my gosh. For a month or two months. Uh, and they just work nonstop. And they're fantastic. If you've never been to Gaylord Palms ice exhibits, you should go. They really, really are very well done. Please wear warm clothes because oh the one God. time I went for the construction tour, I we were supposed to have a day where we visit a water park and a day where we visited ice. And I had the wrong, I had the, the things flopped oh, no. around. <laughs> so I got in the car with Matt and we, he looked at me and he was like, are you good? And I was like, I'm excited to go. And then we showed up to Gaylord Palms and I was wearing swimming trunks and I realized no. what I did. No. It was. I still had a great time. It was good. Good, but we got out after that tour, and I was shaking, and I was like, "It was beautiful." <laughs> yeah, I, so I will wear say, the right clothes. <laughs> okay, they just so you, if you've never been uh, through one of these experiences before, um, they bring uh, craftsmen from Harbin, China, where they have an annual winter festival, um, and it is extremely cold uh, all year round, but especially during the winter there. Um, yes. and generations upon generations of these crafts. People have trained to be in sub-zero, you know, freezing temperatures, uh, carving these ice into magnificent sculptures, not just, you know, creatures, but also slides that you can literally slide mm -hmm. down, staircases, buildings. Um, they, they are used to this. Um, yes. If you are from Orlando, yes, they will give you a parka, uh, a warm coat to wear. It is not enough. You need to wear long pants, uh, preferably maybe like wear sweats or tights under your jeans, yep. um, wear the thickest socks that you have. And for gosh sake, wear gloves. Um, because like two seconds of taking your phone out to take a photo and your fingers will freeze to your phone. Um, yes. and your phone's battery will also die. Uh, yes, it will. Guaranteed. Very um, uh, and they usually sell the gloves too that have the touchscreen fingers built into them. So if you helps. don't have it, they, yeah. That helps. But honestly, those gloves are like to work are still too thin. Like you want like three layers of mittens to go yes, through this. Thing. It depends on how much you want that Instagram selfie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, honestly, like, uh, if just based on how beautiful it is, I could spend an hour inside. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, based on how cold it is, I don't think I've ever lasted more than about 15 minutes. Uh, but that gives you time to walk through 10 scenes from the film um, with everyone from the Mac from Ma uh, from the Grinch and his dog Max to Cindy Lou and the many who's. Um, and uh, it always ends in a, a beautiful uh, traditional ice display of uh, manger and angels. Um, and yeah, this, that one's always stunning. The lights this built is the, in and the glow. It's and you know uh, this is the first time that they've been able to do this. They had sort of substitute events uh, uh, because of COVID for the last couple of years, but this is the mm -hmm. first time they've been able to bring the crafts people back from China uh, since COVID nineteen start. Um, and in addition to that, there's also uh, there's a lot more to do in addition to the ice. So after you thaw <laughs> out. Uh, there's an alpine village of little uh, storefronts and shows and characters. Um, there's a Cirque show. Uh, it's a 30-minute show in the atrium. Um, they do a nativity show with international performers. Uh, there's a light show, kids' activities. Um, there's even a naughty or nice escape room. Uh, so um, 
there's like you could easily spend a weekend at Gaylord Palms uh, oh, just yeah. doing all of these activities and they will help you out with a package uh, yes. that includes, <laughs> uh, you know, hotel room and uh, a lot of these activities. Uh, they're all priced individually, but they're bundles available. Um, this is this is a really great alternative to, uh, you know, you're sold out of Disney's uh, very Merry Christmas party. Um, or you don't feel like drinking your way around the world at Epcot. Uh, this is this is a great alternative kind of uh, uh, family attraction for the holidays. And there really is a ton to do when you visit. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is nonstop things. And the great part is you're also in Florida. So if you want to warm up after going in the ice, you could just go outside to their water park as well because they have uh, yeah. a, like a good size water park for a resort hotel. Yeah, that, that feels very, uh, very European. Like you, you go in the freezing cold and then you jump in the the, the the sauna or the spa yeah <laughs> go back and forth it's good for your skin right and honestly really... like if if you've got kids that have been raised in florida and they have never seen snow that wasn't made out of soap uh this is a great opportunity because you can go you know you can throw snowballs and you can uh tube down a uh a hill a snow hill uh, and those are things that you can't <laughs> generally do in in central florida anywhere else and I believe Matt was the one that went and covered the Cirque show this year. Um, yes. Whoever it was that we had that, that yeah, he he said that it was the best Cirque show they had had in a long time at that. Excellent. At yeah, they've, yeah, he they've been he doing, really enjoyed it. They've been doing versions of that uh, for several years, and some of them were pretty trippy. Some of them were, yeah. were, were kind of out there. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and a lot of that, you know, some of the activities are ticketed. Uh, but a lot of them are uh, just open to the public. All you've got to do is, you know, pay for parking and, and hang out. Yeah. So, well, uh, that brings us to the end of the news in the queue. Uh, before we get to this week's main attraction, I think it is time for us to hear a quick word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! And this week's main attraction, we finally have a confirmed closing date for one of the two Splash Mountain attractions. And we've also got some new information about a scene and characters for the upcoming T Tiana's Bayou Adventure ride. Uh, in case you have been uh, living in a swamp under a log, <laughs> Splash Mountain uh, is going away. The characters from the Song of the South are being removed. Uh, the mountain will still be there. The logs uh, will still be there. The river will still be there. The big drop will still be there. Uh, but along the way, all of the theming is going to be changed over uh, to the film The Princess and the Frog. Uh, and it will be opening up in 2024. But your last chance to ride the Walt Disney version of Splash Mountain it's going to happen next month, uh, January, as of January 23rd, 2023, Splash Mountain in Disney World will be closed. So January 22nd is a Sunday. Uh, looks like you're going to want to get your uh, park pass reservation for that day if you want to be on the last log of Splash Mountain. <laughs> Uh, we don't yet know a closing date for Disneyland that will be announced at a later date. Uh, but I would expect with all of these other new things opening up at Disneyland starting on uh, in late January, uh, that will be a perfect time for them to close that yeah. one down. Uh, you know, Splash Mountain would typically close in late January for uh, several weeks for an annual refurbishment. Uh, so it makes perfect sense uh, for this to be the time for it to go down. Um, I don't know. Are you going to get a chance to ride Splash Mountain one more time before it closes? I might. Uh, I remember when the parks first reopened and they had already announced that this was closing. And everyone like mm -hmm. rushed to Splash Mountain because they're like, we got to be on the last one. And yep. then here we are two years later. And we're like, yep. oh, yeah. OK, now, now it's shutting down. I don't have to be on the last log. I do like the ride, but it has never been a like it's not my go to every time I go to the park. So I, 
I, you know, it's the only time I really want to ride it is when it's a really hot day. And when it's a really hot day, the line's always too long. So I don't ride it. Um, Yeah. I, I, I know that there are people, uh, there's a generation of people who this was like their e-ticket. And uh, it is kind of in many ways, like emblematic of the Eisner era. Like, uh, you know, legendarily, it was one of the first uh, brand new e-ticket attractions that he greenlit when when Eisner came uh, to power. Uh, Mm. um, Basically because his son thought the model looked cool. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, we got we got to be honest about the reason why it's going away is because it's based on a movie that has not been legally seen in the United States for well over a generation. Uh, And there are, you know, I I don't want to get into an argument over whether Song of the South should be seen or not. Um, But it's, you know, in terms of pop culture currency, you know it it's not it's not what what uh people are looking for today uh there's a new generation there's new characters there's new stories mm-hmm. um and i think this is uh, a perfect fit for uh tiana and her friends to be honest if you watch the film princess and the frog there's obviously a lot of influence um from the early disney style uh of the characters and i can certainly see some of the animatronics from uh from splash mountain very easily being recycled and fitting in even in this scene that even if in this scene that we see uh right here um that i mean like that turtle looks very similar to the turtles that we already see in splash mountain um so i don't i don't think it's a stretch to say that you know disney always recycles something um so I, i i think that there's still be a lot of the the look and the feel of Splash Mountain is still going to be there, um, even as they transform it into Princess and the Frog. I definitely think that this is basically just going to be a current generation version of that mm-hmm. ride. Um, I do think that once it's all said and done, it's going to be very close to the same ride. I think that the big finale scene that they could keep the steamboat in there. I mean, it would it's kind of yeah. almost too perfect, you know, yeah. for the steamboat to be there. So. I think it's one of those things, like you said, they're transitioning over from a different story. They're going to this new one. The only, my number one complaint that I've had when it mm-hmm. came to this ride is that they said it's going to be a continuation of the story where I feel like it's so, there's so many people who've lined up like, look at all these songs you can do in order, you know, mm-hmm. for the ride. So while I think it'd be great to have new music, I'm always for new original tracks, especially for the parks. It's great when they get their own identity like that. And we normally hate when they just copy and paste from the movies. This is one of those where I'm like, oh man, I kind of want yeah. to copy and paste it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love book report uh, attractions. Um, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, we know that the uh, original uh, actors are going to be returning to voice the yeah. characters and sing um we don't know exactly what songs we're going to get to hear um obviously uh yeah there's 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 definitely songs from the film that would fit perfectly into this uh in terms of the story details you're right they say it's going to take place in 1927 which is a makes it a sequel to the film and uh the concept is that tiana has uh, helped start a company called tiana's foods which is an employee-owned business like a, a food cooperative and they have um, re-energized an old salt mine um, in order to uh, find a secret ingredient for Tiana's restaurant. Uh, and the you know the the main change that you're going to notice to the exterior of the attraction is this big water tower that's mm-hmm. uh, being added. Um, some early concept art showed a, a big tree and a boat being added to the top of the mountain. Uh, but the later model that we saw didn't have that. So who knows if that's going to happen? It's possible that, you know, we're seeing concept for uh, Walt Disney World versus Disneyland. Uh, like, for for instance, uh, this artwork that they released shows side by side logs. Uh, and those are the logs that we have in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. But in Disneyland, they're single file. So 
question as to whether they'll replace the logs or whether they're going to have you know slightly different designs for the two parks still a lot of unanswered yeah. questions it They've could got, be a lot uh, like the Galaxy's Edge in both Florida and California, how mm -hmm. it's the same land, but they had to modify little, here, little modify tweaks. there for the yeah, Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, the the Disney World version uh, has uh, a higher drop, which it still will, and yeah. is a slightly longer ride path. Um, but the Disneyland version actually had more animatronics uh, because it recycled its animatronics from the old America Sings. So it's got, I think it's like... 100 over 120 uh or un, over 110 in california and they're only like uh 80 something in uh florida uh that's that's counting total not the ones that actually work uh, that number's <laughs> a lot lower yes it is well uh if you want to uh ride these attractions before uh they i'm not gonna say go away because honestly the ride path the same as long as you close your eyes and put your fingers in your ears, it's it's going to be the exact same ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, if you want to plan a trip out there, um, Walt Disney World and Disneyland's websites uh, or MEI and Mouse Fan Travel will get you there. All right. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of another week. I want to, uh, first of all, thank our sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel once again. I want to remind all of you to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating on Spotify. Uh, Theron, I want to thank you for pitching in and joining us. Carly will Very happy uh, to join. Carly will be back next week. Uh, but where can folks keep up with you on the interwebs? I've got it on my tag here, but it's just at Theron White, T-H-A-R-I-N-W-H-I-T-E. Or, of course, just follow Attractions on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that, because I basically just retweet and comment on anything that they do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we are here for you 24-7 at AttractionsMagazine.com, on Twitter at Attractions Magazine, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, at YouTube.com slash Attractions Magazine, and at attractions mag at attractions on tiktok uh you can find me personally at the ug series on twitter or at the unofficialguides.com where you can pick up a copy of my brand new book unofficial guide to universal orlando 2023 and until next week we hope that all of you folks stay safe try something new but most importantly have fun and we will see you again next time see bye bye